Podcast. Cody Mitchell, Connor Holiday here. Michigan 45, OSU 23. Let's jump right into it, Connor I Holiday. fucking hate you so goddamn much. I, you know what I was going to do, right? I was going to play the Michigan fight song. Even. Oh, I would jump over <laughs> this fucking table so, so fucking fast. I mean, yeah. Uh, honestly, so honestly, after that game Saturday, I have no dog in the fight at all. But obviously we're friends, and what do friends do, Connor? They pick on each other, and they roast each Being other. Being complete douchebags. They push each other to the like the brink of laying on railroad tracks. The point of yeeting yourself off and a bridge. And I still couldn't even say anything. I just let you eat it, and then I saw you at work the next day, and I gave you a hug. I couldn't do it. I couldn't yeah, I kind of, yeah, after uh, CJ's first pick, I kind of just shut my phone off, went for a nice little drive in the... Out in the wo- or out in the boondocks, out in the, woods. <laughs> out in the boondocks. Yeah, where'd you go? I just drove. I don't. I don't even remember. I just kept driving. Did you do the thing where I? I did? had no radio on, nothing. That's which, so which, which for me is insane because I always have my phone plugged in and I'm either listening to a podcast or listening to my music, and just I sat there in silence. I do mean, you do what I do with? So command the commanders, the only team I really root for. They're they're never on TV in Ohio, so I'm always streaming on my phone. You know, do what I do where I'm like, oh, fuck, this team game's over. Then, like, ten minutes later, I'm like, well, maybe they came back. <laughs> then I checked the score. Did you do any of that, or you just knew it was done? No. Uh, yeah, like, after CJ's first pick, like, I didn't even know that. Uh, so, that was after Donovan's first big run. I didn't even know about the second run. I didn't know about the second turnover. Like, I, yeah, I just, yeah, fuck. Um. Yeah. This was flat. I, it I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll it just sucks. I'll just go on my little rant. Um, this is fucking embarrassing. It really is. Um, I know the standard is set pretty high at Ohio State. It is win the national championship at the most. But the first thing on that list is beat Michigan. You cannot lose to Michigan. It is like one of the. Not probably the number one commandment of being the Ohio State coach, but that is the biggest thing. And honestly, like Day was flat out co- out coached this game. As m- hard as it is for me to say that, because he is my coach, I will always back this dude. But he was just out coached. Like that first half, we looked pretty solid. Like couple, like. I'm trying I'm trying to find the words to say it. So I'm just going to just going to keep trying to go and fight through this cuz I hate Are you going to cry? No, I'm not going to cry. I'm just You're trying to cry. find the words to say cuz this is it, it's just so fucking frustrating, especially like this whole like I said in the like lead up to this like if Blake Horm doesn't play like Michigan's chances are very bad. Blake Horham comes in for, what was it, like? Two a, plays, I believe. A couple of plays. I thought it was like a drive and a half, maybe. 
But then he ends up kind of tweaking his knee again and does not play another snap. Like, I don't, I don't hope for injury, but when I saw him on the sideline, like it made me feel like a little bit more confident. And especially on that first drive, like we marched down the field and scored, and I just was feeling pretty good. That first half, Michigan could not run the ball. Like, I do not know, like, we completely sold out for the run. I'm pretty sure in the first half they had, like, only maybe 30 yards rushing. So that also made my confidence feel a little bit better. But, like, when I think about what happened in this game, it literally just came down to five plays, in my opinion. You have the one one play where, and I hated that like McCarthy did do good. This was the best game that we've seen McCarthy play, but like his his three big plays were kind of bad scheming by Ohio State. That first one, you're completely selling out for the run. You're bringing everybody. There's no safety deep to cover anybody and you're hoping that maybe if he breaks a tackle Jack Sawyer a defensive end is trying to catch somebody Cornelius Johnson breaks a tackle off and he's just off to the races second one Cam Martinez just being one-on-one with Cornelius Johnson coming with a full head of steam he was just so fucking wide open Cam flipped Cam goes the other way. Cornelius crosses him up. Easy touchdown. And then, like, just... It's so frustrating when I... For the lead-up to this game, like, I thought the defense was finally getting there. Like, we were being a comparable defense, and statistically we were. But, man, just... Couple of plays completely, like, flipped this game, and... Back to, like, Day just being outcoached. There were so many undisciplined plays that I saw happen. False starts that would just derail a drive from the start. Gee, Scott, I don't know what the fuck you're thinking. Well, the two, there was two unsportsmanlikes. Yeah. I never did find, I don't know if you ever did find out what the other one was. They didn't really show it on TV, but, But then you had the Gee, Scott headbutt, which, like, I, I follow these kids through recruiting. I That is not like G to do something like that. And just, man, it just completely undisciplined. And when you came back from that second half, Ohio State, I feel like, did not make the right adjustments, and Michigan made amazing adjustments. That second half, Michigan was doing everything they could to win that game. Ohio State was just trying to, like, stay in it. Like, Michigan was the aggressor, and we played pretty passive. It's just just frustrating when you, like, me being a fan, like, I try to be as completely unbiased as I can and not, like, we're the greatest team ever all the fucking time. It's just frustrating that through the years I've never seen something like this. And yeah, have I, you experienced back-to-back losses in Michigan in your life? No, well, so like in your life, two, they, 
2000 were... was the last time that Michigan won back to back. So and you like, were only seven, right? Ninety three. Uh, yeah, ninety three. Yeah, so yeah, seven. I can't do math for whatever fucking reason, but yeah. So I was I was young. It, Brady was the one that did it, but uh, yeah. I mean, for the longest time, for the majority of my life, Ohio State has run this rivalry, and it is very frustrating that the last two years, it's just like it's almost like the buy in isn't there, the understanding on the Ohio State side. And I talked about this with the Ole Miss-Mississippi State game is a lot of those Ole Miss players are from out of state. Kind of the same thing with Ohio State. Like, we do get, the for the most part, the top five or six players in the state of Ohio, but then the majority of our classes are out of state. So... Do they really understand the true magnitude of this? I don't know. I don't want to speculate. It. These are just thoughts that I've had, trying to carm, carm, uh, pull like pull myself together. Because I, 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 I hate it. I hate it. It, it absolutely sucks. I mean, I, I don't know what to say anymore. From a non-biased point of view, this is just what I watched. We talked about Ohio State maybe being soft. I don't necessarily agree with that, like on the defensive side, because like you said, they were pretty. They did a pretty damn good job on defense. They just had five plays that lost them the game. They were obviously they were forty plus yards touchdowns every time. It's I think the offense has just kind of swung so far to the timing and the spread. There's no like offensive line just pushing the defensive line, holding the front, running the ball down somebody's throat. There's no, like, put a hat on a hat kind of football where I think they're still lacking a little bit, and I think they maybe have swung a little too far to, like, the spread style of offense that probably needs to come back. No. The, and control I, the clock kind of thing, you know mm, what I mean? No, I completely understand, and like, what, you, what you're saying, and I have had the same thought is that it was so much about timing and, it, and against Michigan – if your timing's off, you're gonna lose the game, and I, Grant doesn't help when you're like top two. I am not. Or, I, I this could be completely taken out of context, but I'm trying not to. Like I love C.J. Stroud, but I think a thing that made like Fields so much more successful in this offense is if a play broke down, if the read's not there, if the timing's off. He's able to run. Yeah. CJ is not that kind of quarterback. So a lot of times when you see the like CJ that first half, he had all the time in the world. But then, like we said, if the timing is off, he's just standing there, standing there, standing there, and then he rolls out, and then it's an incompletion, or he has to throw it away. If you have a quarterback like Fields he's running that ball and potentially getting the first down. Like that's something that's like kind of creeped in my head is the two quarterbacks that have been pretty successful. Well, okay. Three, three quarter or two of three quarterbacks that have ran this system pretty successful. JT Barrett and Justin Fields who have running ability. We saw Dwayne. He was a great passer. Running ability wasn't really there. We never like the offense was good, but, that 
one time that it was the timing was off in that I or that Purdue game, it cost us the game. I don't want to say that like Ohio State needs to go away from pure pocket passers, but I think having a quarterback that has running ability helps this offense so much and p- could potentially win this game. But I mean, that's all hindsight and everything like that. Uh, it, it's not all, but to my what well, something I saw too. It's not just the running ability. It's when they are being pressured that they. Like I, as a commander fan, I saw this firsthand all the time. R.I.P. But when the pressure was on with Dwayne Haskins, he melted. Yep, he could not. And it's the some same thing happens with Stroud. That's what, like I think, kind of is might be hurting him as well. The draft stock, and it has no relevance to this at all. But when the pocket does collapse, there's no calm, cool, and collectness. Like Bryce Young, you see, he's running for his life. Yeah, he's yeah. under control. Yeah, like we've talked about Bryce and like Caleb's pocket awareness are is uncanny, and their abil- their escapability is insane. Where CJ really doesn't have that. If and then you- it throws off. You know, he's overthrowing guys a little bit. He's mm-hmm. a little off left or right. Yeah. But granted, in his defense, like he hasn't. That's the one. That's the good and the bad about playing at Ohio State. Like your line is filled with five stars. Mm-hmm. You don't have to feel pressure all the time. You're not used to it that much. Yeah, I mean, when this offense is able to get the timing right and everything like that right, this offense is beautiful. It's poetry. But the minute the timing is off, this is what happens. This is the result that happens. So, I don't know. It's, it, it, like I said, this is pretty embarrassing and the problem is you just like for my team's standpoint we just had a whole off season of complete changes on the defense like what changes do we have we're about to lose cj thankfully we have marvin harrison coming back and mecca coming back but like looking to- towards the future like it, it it's a it's it's like weird for me that like this is unprecedented territory. I've never really dealt with this. Like I've dealt with losses, but not back-to-back losses to the team that I hate the absolute most. So, credit to Michigan. Everything went their way. They were the aggressor. They were the better team. Congratulations. Fuck you. I do, <laughs> I do think we should talk about this now instead of save it till later, though, because this is really the only team that's going to impact this and the next one we bring up. Doesn't mean it's all over with yet, though. Uh, it's over. <laughs> I, I've i just, like, I, I've kind of just accepted the fact if it if craziness happens on Friday and Saturday, like, yeah, maybe we can, but I'd... I'd I don't know if I want to see this team get absolutely bulldozed by Georgia. I know that I've said that if we do make it into the playoff, we could be the ultimate team to absolutely fuck shit up. We'd probably be one of the best four seeds ever. You would probably be the best four seed that there's But also, when you see your team get out-physicaled by Michigan, Georgia's going to completely out-physical us. So, yeah, it's like... Kind of, like, accepted it, but, it, I mean, if it happens, like, woohoo. Yeah, you're not going to be mad about it. Yeah, it's just, I mean, I, I like, I just keep trying to think about what changes need to be made because I don't think there need to be drastic changes. 
but something needs to happen with this team that they they cannot be pushed around. I mean, alumni are pissed, and like I'm not sure if you saw like I didn't I didn't personally see it, but like listening to people that we both listen to. I mean, after the game, fans are chanting right behind him. We want Urban. Yeah, I, I mean, don't. I'm not ready. I'm not giving up on Ryan Day. Like I, anybody thinking that he's on the hot seat, you're a fucking fool. But I will admit that seat's probably a little bit lumpy, a little bit uncomfortable right now, because you you can't do this. Yeah, unfortunately for the people that don't live in Ohio where we do. Like, you're going to be like, what? He's lost three games in three seasons. He's went to a national title. Or maybe it's no, four. No, uh, two last year. One oh, no, they lost two last year. We got three, and then we lost to Bama in the Natty. Were they undefeated when they played Bama? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was yeah, the only one. Seven and oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, I I, and then I forgot the, the Clemson game that shouldn't have been a loss. Either way. Like, he's obviously done really good. He's won – He's took him to a national title in a short amount of time, but he's one and two against Michigan. And around here, everybody knows how big the rivalry is mm-hmm. across the country. But until you're like inside of the rivalry, like I'm not an Ohio State fan, but I understand what this game means to everybody else mm-hmm. so much. And we live and die with this team. Like again, if they go, if they would go eleven and zero next year and lose to Michigan, he's out. Like there's, I don't think there's a question. He'd be out. <sighs> I don't think it would be a debate. I think everybody would call for his job and he'd be fired. Yeah. I don't want it to come to that. No. But, like, that's as plain as simple. Like, you can literally win your first 11 games, go 11-1 and in the regular season, win your bowl game, go 12-1. and That's not the standard at Ohio State. Yeah, I know. Unfortunately, it's not. No. So. Unless, like you said, we can make it into the playoff and win it all. <laughs> yeah, see, that's, <laughs> I don't want to hear that bullshit about Ohio State fans being like, I'd rather beat Michigan than win the national title. No, you wouldn't. Well, no, and uh, honestly, the scenario that I see is if we do make it in the playoff, if by some shape or form we do beat Georgia, it's going to be us versus Michigan for the national championship. And that also, at the same time, scares the ever-living shit out of me. It would shatter. That would shatter records. And and that probably would be the game that kills me. That probably would be, yeah. If you lost that game, you would, I don't know about, I think this is a, I think it's a wrap. I think it's a wrap, buddy. But, okay, for real, though, before we move on, I still think that's bullshit. I hear that all the time from Ohio State fans. Like, dude, people that maybe aren't as hardcore fans as you, I would take 11-1 and every year and win the national title and lose to Michigan every year. Yeah, like, I'm trying Come to on. be – You want to win a national title. Yeah. I'm trying to be as optimistic as I can, but, the, I mean, this hurts because by losing to Michigan, it does mean you're not going to win yeah. a national championship. You're not – for the second year in a row, you, we haven't won the Big Ten. Yeah, that's the craziest thing about it is how good CJ is, and he's never beat – he'll never beat Michigan. He'll never win Big Ten titles. Sorry. Keep fucking rubbing it in. I will, <laughs> I'm sorry. I will stab but you, you know with what? this Did pen. you see his interview about that? He took that right on the chest, and he was upfront about it. <laughs> The reporter didn't ask it. He kind of brought it up himself, but he, you know, he did a really good job of handling that. And he's like, "Yeah, look, I'm. That's what I'm gonna be remembered by. I have to eat it." He's like, "I hope they kind of remember me for other things too." But like, yeah, it's the the thing that irked Ohio State fans, and God fucking love them. As I roll my eyes, is the fact that he says, "I don't think this one game defines our season. It shouldn't." 
But the problem is with the completely delusional fans, it does. And yeah. I know a lot of fans kind of took that to heart, and you can't take it to fucking heart with these kids. So you also get obviously I mean, it's everywhere, but yeah. you also get a lot of Ohio, Ohio State fans in quotation marks. We're that, friends with a lot that of them. probably couldn't name six players on the roster. That, that's a lot of our friends. That we yeah, know. unfortunately, and then it, I don't, I can't, I just can't deal with the fans like that. I pisses me off, and it it's everywhere. I. I mean, I know a Commanders fan who doesn't know half the fucking team, too. So, like, it pisses me off. Anyways, we'll make you No. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Des yeah. Bryant got paid a $150 million contract in the offseason. Oh, yeah. Remember when, remember when Julian Edelman became a buck? Yes. Like, it just believes everything on Facebook. Oh, God. God love you. God I won't make you suffer anymore. Let's go to the other game that has somewhat of relevance to the playoffs, too. USC 38, Notre Dame 27. Caleb Williams basically cements himself. This is not a stab at you. It is a stab at me. Fuck you. (laughs) First, first Hendon had to happen, and then this had to happen. And oh, I forgot about your. There were so many times that I'm like, I should just put a like Caleb's playing so good. I should just put a flyer on it. I should, I should, and I fucking did. It is minus fifteen hundred now for. Can't yeah, my only play. hope is like he just does absolutely shit. He'd have to throw you. four picks or something stupid, I think. Yeah, because I don't even think just like a loss is enough. No. But yeah, I mean, fuck. It, I mean, I will say like I have watched USC this season, but for some reason in this game, I just noticed it so fucking much more. Caleb Williams is. So damn special. And I know the generational word gets thrown out so fucking much. This dude's borderline generational. His pocket awareness is absolutely insane. His spatial awareness is fucking insane. And his ball carrier vision is just off the charts for a quarterback. I know that he is the quarterback that everyone... Says like, oh, he's got the Mahomes type tendencies. This kid is the closest thing to Mahomes that I have seen in a college uniform. He is so damn good. He deserves to win the Heisman. He is so really big of you. He, I mean, I I can't deny it. The dude is the best player in college football right now, and I like we've talked about it before. If he were to be coming out to going pro this year, I think he's the number one pick over Bryce. I think Oh yeah, hundred percent. I don't even think it's close. I I mean he is just so damn special. And I do think also if he played in he didn't play in the Pac twelve, we would also be talking like him as like Trevor Lawrence esque mm-hmm. like generational talent. Now does it all never guarantees your success in the next level. But I just don't see a path where this kid does not have success in the NFL. Yeah. He's so damn special. There's not, but, there's literally, he's such a big arm and there's not. And it's like, it, like it's the Mahomes off platform. I, the one thing that does always concern me and he didn't have it happen this game is he takes some of those giant ass sacks because he's trying everything to get out of it. But that didn't happen in this game. And what he does, what I love that he does 
which a lot of college kids don't do with the big arm is he knows he has a big arm, but he doesn't. That doesn't always use it against him. Like he knows there's some throws he cannot make, mm-hmm. and he's not going to force everything every time. But he can always throw it somewhere where his guy is the only guy to make a play on it. Yeah, I mean he he made Notre Dame's rushers look silly at times. I mean, just so damn good. But now for the other side of USC, besides Caleb. I am still so worried about this defense. They still they managed to still allow 7.5 yards per play. That's not good. And like this is a team that obviously has playoff dreams. It, that worries me so much when you get into the playoff that this defense can just be vulnerable at times, but then they still have the turnover luck at times, it's just, I don't know. It, if there is one downfall to this team, I think it's going to be their defense. But this offense will always give them a shot. Yeah, they're going to be in every single game because of that. And, I mean, come Saturday, or no, their game Friday. is their, yeah, their game's Friday, yeah. I mean, that this to me, we're going to find out a little bit more tonight when the college football playoff rankings do come out, but it kind of seems like it's a win and get in kind of thing here. Yeah. I I mean, you're revenging your only loss against a, like, not a Utah team that we thought from the beginning. A of the Utah season, team that has, like, kind of, I don't want to say fall apart, but kind of come a little bit unhinged, like, kind of stumbling in this game, but also at the same time. If you look at the line, I mean, they're not giving like it's it still looks like it could be a close game if you're if you go off a of Vegas line. What is that line at? Three. Yeah. So what, what how does the Pac twelve do theirs? Is it in It's in Vegas. It's in Vegas. Okay. That's awesome. Good, yeah. for the, good for those players. Yeah, but yeah, I think ultimately USC wins and they're in. Obviously if they lose I don't think they're completely out of it, but it makes things a little bit hazy. Yep, let's stay in the Pac-12 here. Another big game this weekend. Oregon State 38, Oregon 34. And they, what is this one? I always get this one in Washington's confused. Uh, I don't know if we're allowed to really say. What oh, God, it was the... Civil War. Yeah, like I forget why they... I forget. I forget what they call it now. Yeah, I always get this one confused, but listen to this here. Oregon throws for 327. Oregon State throws for 60. Mm-hmm. Total yards, 470 to 328. Mm-hmm. Oregon State turns it over three times. Mm-hmm. How many? Oregon turns it over zero times. No, they did. They had zero turnovers in this game. They did? They, yeah. I thought they had a fumble. Zero turnovers. In the game. They oh. had a fumble, no fumbles lost. Oh. And they still lost. Yeah, I mean... Literally, on their final four drives that all ended with touchdowns, Oregon State did not throw a pass. No way. That it, that's literally what happened. Those last four drives all ended in touchdowns. They did not throw a pass. I did not notice that. I, did, I missed that completely. They were only 6 of 13 on the game. Like you said, 60 yards passing. Two uh, two of those turnovers were INTs. 
They literally said, okay, we're not going to fucking throw the ball. We're just going to run it down your throat. They were down 31-10 to 10 with 446 left in the third quarter and won. And like you said, they ran their ball, ran their way back into this game. It's in one. Like I, I had it on a small screen, and I really did. Like I just rewatched this whole game. But my God, like it was like, oh, Oregon State scored. Look away. Oh, Oregon State scored again. Oh my God, Oregon State's winning this game. Oh my God, Oregon just lost this game. Like my God, the like. That snowball just kept fucking going and going and going and picking up pace. This was just an absolute collapse by Oregon. It's baffling. Oh, you know the play that I'm thinking about. I don't think it gets registered as a turnover. But one of the things that gave Oregon State a short field was the punter fumbled the snap a little bit. But that didn't go down as a turnover. That's what gave them the short field that I'm thinking about now. But, yeah, absolute collapse by Oregon. And, I mean, with the with a Pac-12 bid on the line, and you just completely collapse. Yep, Utah gets the nod now. We Which, my apologies for completely fucking that up. I guess I missed the fucking tie-in where a 10-2 Washington team doesn't get in over a Utah team that's 9-3. I don't know how the fucking tiebreaker goes that Washington gets over Utah. Yeah, I don't know either, and I never end up looking it up to see. It didn't really register. Especially considering, like, also Utah did have a non-conference loss. I don't know. I don't know how fuck that works. So I apologize for that. That Utah got in, but I mean, even at the end of the day, uh, Oregon still had a chance in the Apple Cup, but Wazoo couldn't pull it off. But my God, just a collapse by Oregon. Yep. Um, one that's gonna cheer you up here, Connor. Oh yeah, the most embarrassing loss this weekend. Yes, <laughs> sure. South Carolina thirty-one, Clemson thirty. I think that was what seven years. I think I read. I can't. I like. I literally saw all this shit. Oh, look it up. But yeah, South Carolina finally takes down Georgia, or takes down Clemson. My bad. Back to back wins over a top ten opponent. Wow. Way to go, Shane Beamer. This was so goddamn baffling to me because I really like. I went back and watched the game. Like watch the whole game snap for snap, because I was I did not have a second screen going at noon. There was one game and one game on only. The game that broke my heart, and then it was after I finally came to my senses and like, hey, there's still college football going on. Quit being a sour puss. That was their first win since 2013. Wow, over them. So good win. Nine years. Jesus, I've been graduated for nine years. That was when I graduated. Shut the fuck up. No, I I understand you're older than me, but still, like I, that's still crazy. Quit to me. taking stabs at me. You're taking every opportunity. Kick a man while he's down. Okay, but back to it. I mean, Rattler again had a very good performance. I know, like the pick in the end zone was bad. The pick six was bad. But after that, he was able to ter- turn it around. 
And my God, I don't know what it is with South Carolina special teams, but that unit's fucking special. Keep getting, like, throughout the year, getting these blocked punts, getting a strip on the, like, on the punt return that kind of sealed the game. This, the fucking Beamer ball. I don't fucking know how to describe it other than Beamer ball. But, I mean, on the flip side, my God, Clemson, like, you are 14 and a half point favorites in this game. You've owned this rivalry. Like, I'm not I'm not trying to throw shade at them because my rival just beat me, yada, yada, yada. But just, like, what the... Did you see the safety return? So... I, I honestly... Clemson got a safety on an intentional grounding by Rattler in the end zone. South Carolina kicks it off. And Will Shipley returns it. They do. You've seen teams that they all come in and like try to pass the ball around, so you don't know who has the ball and mm. take off. Mafa gets the ball and starts running, and then all of a sudden, he just laterals it forward. Oh, I did see this highlight. Yes, you were up sixteen to seven at that point. Had all the fucking momentum. Just got a safety, which. Makes your crowd go fucking ape shit. And then you fumble the return and let Clemson stay or South Carolina stay in this game. Like it just bad. And like at the same time, I love DJ, but man, eight of twenty nine for ninety nine yards. And that literally all came in the first half. And he had his one pick was very, very bad. But also at the same time, Clemson was running the ball so fucking effectively. Shipley is like the one thing that keeps this offense going. And he was just a damn workhorse in this game. And just, I couldn't fucking believe it. No, but you know what? It's awesome for South Carolina. Absolutely. Like something to definitely look forward and you to. you laughed at me when I took their I win total. I did. That was a great win. Did that cash or you cashed the week before? I cashed with Tennessee. Okay. Because so, it was at six and a half and eight and four. I mean, when they were looking at Tennessee and South Carolina, or uh, and Clemson to end the season, I thought it was you were fucked. Mm-hmm. But nice. You got both wins over there. They're projected right now to play Illinois, too. So for the, a win in that bowl game as well, like – you're definitely going to see South Carolina pretty high up into the preseason rankings for next year. And they're, I mean, obviously this yeah, is awesome momentum here. De- yeah. Depending on like who all leaves, like I'm pretty sure Rattler is going to be back. Uh, Van can be back. Juice could be back. I think. I think sneaky team to get some, some guys in the portal. Though. Yeah. I think Shane they, Beamer seems like an awesome coach to play for. Yeah. The one player that I'd love to come back is Jaheim Bell. They're uh, tight end. But I think he's he's like Kyle Pitts kind of one point five. So I think that he has a chance to end up making the jump to the pros. But yeah, I mean if you could keep this team together, obviously you just lost uh 
Marcus Satterfield to Nebraska to be their offensive coordinator. But also, up until these two games, like South Carolina wanted him the fuck out. Yeah. So I think this gives Shane to, a good chance to get come in or bring a good offensive coordinator in, change things up. And, I mean, this South Carolina train keeps fucking chugging away. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's move on here. We got a bunch of shout-outs and kind of get a look ahead for conference championship weekend. All right, shout-outs. Thursday night, Mississippi State 24, Ole Miss 22. Cashed. Mike Leach, nice. Mike Leach gets his... Win in the Egg Bowl, and it's we'll get to it when after the shoutouts. But just like crazy week for Ole Miss, it but tough loss, kind of stumbling to end the season a little bit. But good win for Mississippi State. All right, on Friday, sorry buddy, Tulane twenty seven, Cincy twenty four. That was my only football loss. I'm so mad. I think I went five and one. That Don't fight me. Yeah, and I always lose the fights with Connor every time. <laughs> All right. Also on Friday, Texas 38, Baylor 27. Did you watch this game at all? I did not. It got a little bit, like, out there and, like, kind of sketchy for a little bit. Yeah, I was tracking it. I had some basketball games I was watching. I was tracking it, and I had Texas minus 8.5, and, and I was like, ooh, this doesn't look good. All right, another Friday shout-out. Arizona 38, Arizona State 35. This was a great game. I'm not sure anybody's watching it, but it was a great game, especially and just going back and forth, back and forth like it did. Great win for Arizona. Love it. All right, next one. Our team. My God, dude. We're so close to getting the win total. North Carolina State 30, UNC 27. Did you watch this one? I did watch a little bit of this when I, I was clicking back and forth. I don't know how the fuck it happened, dude. I, I don't either. I don't. I mean, good for NC State. They just keep winning. I don't know fucking how. It, that def- they shouldn't. That defense is pretty fucking special. We did find out North Carolina was definitely frauds, but maybe a little bit. All right, another Friday shout-out. Mizzou. 29, Arkansas 27. Big win for Eli Drinkwitz. Yep, Tigers are going bowling. All right, another Friday shout-out. Nebraska 24, Iowa 17. Iowa with a chance that sucks. to secure the Big Ten West and lay a fucking egg against Nebraska. That would have been a rematch, right? What? Ohio, or Michigan and Iowa? I mean, Michigan, either way, Mich- Iowa played Michigan and Ohio State. So either No, way. I mean, like in the Big Ten. Title. Oh, yeah, it would have been. But it was yeah. Iowa last year. Okay. That sucks. Oh, yeah, last year. Okay. I wanted year. Iowa so bad in there. Just I just <laughs> wanted to see it. That but, sucks. But, man, lay an absolutely egg against Nebraska. All right, last Friday, shout out. Florida State 45, Florida 38. Damn near thought we I had a chance for the cover, but... I mean, Florida State. Ah, shit! I forgot about this one. I lost. That was uh-huh. five two. I had, I remember I tailed it off with you. But man, what a game for Florida State! Just keep fucking chugging away. But all right, now get into the Saturday shoutouts. West Virginia twenty four, Oklahoma State nineteen. <laughs> my my pokes <laughs> fell off hard. Well, and I feel 
I mean, West Virginia one way one win away from having the season win total. So, kind of sucks that like last two games won't show some fucking life. Yeah, but, I mean, for Oklahoma State too. At least Spencer Sanders will be there next year. Fuck for his seventh season, probably twentieth. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, next shout out Maryland thirty-seven, Rutgers zero. <laughs> That's, really all, That's literally all we could say. I mean, I mean, like we said, we were talking outside. They pushed their win total. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, four wins at Rutgers. I don't think that's the end of the world. Yeah, push is better than a loss. Yeah. <laughs> all right, next shout out: Army forty-four, UMass seven. Wow, I had that last ride of cashing the UMass unders, and it cashes for the last time of the year. Love it. Damn. All right, next shout out. New Mexico State 49 and Liberty 14. Fuck. What? You didn't even know about I this. I missed this. What? Well, obviously the coach had other plans in mind, but yeah. Well, no, read that score again. 49 to 14. Okay, I heard it. I heard it. New Mexico State. New Mexico State 49. Okay. I'm just making sure I heard that. Liberty 14. Holy shit, that one is one that went. I missed it. Yeah. Liberty Holy loves playing. Shit. Loves playing tough against the teams they shouldn't be and absolutely. If so facto, who is New Mexico State better than? Because Fuck. Arkansas they Liberty beat Arkansas. Who's Arkansas's best one? Fuck. Who is it? I'll find this. I'm interested in this now. Oh, these are like my favorite. You're you're trying to These stay. are my favorite things. Uh they beat Ole Miss. Will Miss beat? Uh, no. Honestly, I think we might be hitting <laughs> we might be hitting a wall already. Damn. Uh, it has to be somebody in the SEC. <laughs> they they had to beat somebody good, right? No, their best one might be Troy. Their best one is Troy. Fuck. Mexico State still stinks. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> Did Baylor beat anybody? Oh no. Shit. I'm trying to think. Because didn't Liberty beat BYU? Yeah. Nah, they stink. <laughs> Whatever. All right, next shout out. James Madison 47 Coastal 7. I did. Damn see. shame that JMU cannot be in the Sun Belt Championship or even make it to a bowl game. I think this is by far the dumbest rule. Do, do we know what the reasoning is? I have no idea because, in my opinion, if you make the jump up, you should not be like. Like, that should not be a negative. Like, if you're willing to make the jump up, you should be, like, I don't want to say rewarded, but you that that shouldn't penalize you. Yeah, I, like, it, it, for example, like last year, remember Bellarmine won yeah. the A-Sun and wasn't able to represent the A-Sun in the tournament. I don't, Which, I just don't understand the reasoning. Yeah, I don't under, like, I would understand if, like, you made a jump down. Yeah, like if Hartford, when they leave next season, they go Division Three, they shouldn't be allowed in the tournament or something like that. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah, but if why, you make the jump up, you should not be penalized for that. Maybe it's maybe it has to do with something with – I mean, obviously the NTA has dumb rules left and right, but maybe no it has shit. something to do with they don't want teams jumping around. But as soon as you make it to Division One, you're not going to leave. Yeah. Like, why would you want to leave? Yeah. Fucking weird-ass scenario, whatever. Uh they're going to get a pizza party from uh, Part of my take. PFT. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Uh, next shout-out, Kentucky 26, Louisville 13. Cash that under, they get a little bit sketchy. Yes, it did. 
Uh, next shout out. Big win for your team. Duke 34, Wake Forest 31. Mike Elko 8 and 4 in his first season in Durham. That's I mean, come on. Yeah, wheels kind of falling off for Wake Forest. Uh tough, tough. Next shout out in the Iron Bowl, Alabama 49, Auburn 27 and probably Bryce Young's last game. <laughs> yeah, I think he's said it. Yeah. Don't you dare fucking say <laughs> I'm, it. I'm not going to talk. I will. I'm not going on this tangent again. All right. Next shout out. <laughs> Purdue 30, Al- or, Alabama. Indiana 16. Big win for Purdue to secure their spot in the Big Ten West. But... I thought things were going to get crazy this weekend because I saw Indiana up 7 nothing. I'm like, oh, <laughs> here yeah, we go. And, and, like, living with somebody that is an Illinois fan, uh, well, the state of Illinois, I should say. She roots for fucking everybody that is anything and everything Illinois. Isn't that, that weird? Like, we have a, obviously our buddy Tom who's from Kansas who can root for Kansas and Kansas State because there's just, I mean, they just, they're not. I, just I don't mean, think it's they, kind of I mean? the same thing when the college basketball or when the March Madness comes around. I root for the Ohio team. Unless they're, yeah, obviously unless they're playing somebody. Unless, yeah, if they're playing Ohio State. Like, I'm sure you were not happy when Dayton upset Ohio State in the first round. Like, Why you gotta keep taking stabs at me, you fucker? I'm, 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 You're fucking taking stabs at me! I might be. Asshole. Keep I will going. always remember, though, the win against Xavier. The uh, Ron Lewis shot? Yes. One of my favorite college basketball games of all time. <sighs> that is... Why does this matter? I didn't think we got here. Whatever, but, whatever. Alright. <laughs> Next shout-out. Minnesota 23, Wisconsin 16. Cash Minnesota win total. And despite no Tanner Morgan, they still find a way. That defense is pretty fucking good. I like this matchup for them and the projections as well versus Florida State. Not as like, I, I hate like, it. I don't I like it as a like no. it. Like they're going to win. No. I just like the game. No fucking Florida State's going to fucking destroy them. Um, like, I don't More just, likely, but. I don't think Minnesota's offense could keep up with awesome, Florida Awesome uniform game. I mean, it's damn near the same fucking colors. Just different variations. Yeah, yeah kind of. All right, next shout-out. Penn State, 35. Michigan State, 16. Diggler, a little bit sketchy. Barely got the cover, but thank you, Penn State. Solid year for Penn State. And in the season 10-2, and two, obviously, the, the big games couldn't come away with, but right fucking there. No, yeah, 10-2. I think that's kind of what you are, Penn State. Like, maybe every... Four or five years, you'll. They're going to benefit so much if the big Big Ten gets away with the divisions, because I because easily third best team in the Big Ten, yet you're too you have to play the two hardest opponents in the Big Ten every year. So, yeah, big win for Penn State to end the season. Next shout out, Utah sixty three, Colorado twenty one. I'm sad to say the fake Colorado train. Has come to an end just because I can't fucking bet against them. One more fucking bowl game. Give me the the shit uh, playoff. Let me get Colorado in there. Let me get Colorado State in there. Northwestern. Northwestern. Who else? We're missing somebody. Somebody big. Well, there. some of the teams like decided they were going to turn it around. Like freaking um, Georgia Tech. Yeah, Georgia Tech decided they were going to turn it around. Yeah. Vandy. Vandy would turn it around. Vandy would win the whole thing. Yeah, Vandy would. He da- Vandy dog walk. And then give us, give, just give us UMass. I guess. Uh, but yeah. Sorry, 
don't have anything to say about. Okay, something positive for Colorado. Season's Say over. something nice about Colorado. Season's <laughs> over. Season's over. Dion might be your new head coach. Oh my god, I did not. I am not prepared for that. No. All right, next shout out. TCU sixty two, Iowa State fourteen. Uh, I did take Iowa State spread. I didn't want to give it out, but uh, um, yeah, yeah. It was tough. Yeah. I'll, I thought Iowa State would find some way to fucking muck it up, and they couldn't. We talked about that for two weeks, and, you know, TCU went out there and they took care of business. Good for them. That was a beatdown. Next shout-out. Kind of for the other team, but UCF 46, USF 39. UCF almost blew it. Yeah. What the fuck happened there? I like- John Rice Plumley went out. Oh God! That, but did you it? see the last touchdown? I'm not convinced no, that was a touchdown. That was not a touchdown. I, I don't that. like. I don't think it was. Like I'm on Twitter at the same time as everybody else is watching this review, and they're like, "I hope that at least when they call this not a touchdown, like he shows some remorse." But it was kind of like one of those plays. Like it was a sick play. And let it happen. <laughs> yeah, that no. I don't think that was a touchdown. So UCF almost blew their chances to be They're in like, American this, champion. This team's got one win. Who cares? Kind of ripple effect that if they if that touchdown doesn't happen, does one coaching hire not happen? Didn't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> ripple effect. Yeah. Uh next shout out. <laughs> The lifeless course of corpse of Texas A and M thirty eight LSU twenty three. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, what, dude? The committee. Gave I you- understand this was the ultimate look ahead spot. You were ten, 10 or nine and a half point favorites, and this is a bad Texas A&M. They literally gave you a gift and put you at five, and literally set you up perfectly. They, all you have to do is beat Georgia. Obviously, that's a giant task. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I get you're playing for an SEC title. You just lost to A&M before you had a chance, like basically a win and get into the playoff. I don't think it's gonna be a beat down. Yeah. Like how much are these LSU players are gonna be up for this game? Yeah, and plus, an and plus Daniels did tweak his ankle, yeah. and it did it like he was down on Have the field. Have you seen the number? Yeah, because somebody grabbed it at fifteen. Yeah, I would have unloaded on this number. <laughs> yeah, tough, tough for LSU. Because I think it's all the way at seventeen and a half now. Tough. Yeah, that's an, I don't like that. All right, next shout out: Tennessee fifty-six, Vandy zero. Holy fuck! Yeah, sorry, Vandy. Yeah, with for a chance, <laughs> with a chance to get bowl eligible. <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming out, Vandy. Yeah, great season, Vandy. Way to end the season, but tough way to ultimately end the season. Yeah. But all right, next shout out: Texas Tech fifty-one, Oklahoma forty-eight. Sooners fucking stumbling into bowl eligibility. Wow. Tough first season, preventable. Yeah, to yeah. say the least. Yeah. Next shout out. Pitt 42, Miami 16. I forget what the fuck I had Pitt at, but I did, was never concerned whatsoever. Dude, I saw a guy yesterday at Planet Fitness in a, a, U, jersey, a U t-shirt and a hat. And I was like, dude. Dude. <laughs> take that shit off. Dude. Bad. Alright, next shout out. Washington 51, Wazoo 33. Tough for me being a Wazoo guy. It was closer than that. It kind of was, yeah. But 
congratulations to Washington, a 10-2 and two season. Oh, which, yeah. What was their win total? Seven and a half? Yeah. And we somebody, were all over the under. Somebody gave it away on the locks as the under. And, yeah, you know. I love that under. Yeah. I yeah. didn't. I literally didn't give it out on the podcast because I knew you had it. Shout out to Kalen DeBoer in Washington. I'm I'm still kind of like irked that they weren't allowed in the Pac-12 championship because, god damn, would that over under have been insane? Yeah. My God, that that over under had to have started with an eight. That could have. It damn near could have, or it would at least climb close to it. Yeah. And then last shout out, BYU thirty-five, Stanford twenty-six. Stanford hate fun. Bye-bye, David Shaw. Yep, that's it. All right, now looking ahead to championship week. We do have a game that does not involve a conference championship. Yeah, <laughs> I got one podcast I listened to fucked that up, and it was like, they're like, who is it again? They probably said it as the MAC championship game. Yes, Akron. I was like, Akron? Akron at Buffalo, because this was the same week as the Bills couldn't play at home. And, yeah, that was the funny thing. Everybody was concerned about the Buffalo Bills being to play on Sunday. And nobody's giving a shit about the University of Buffalo. Yeah, the difference between an I and a U. So, yeah, I mean, Akron at Buffalo. Buffalo with, uh, yeah, bowl game eligibility on the line. Sitting at, oh, five, yeah, said, sitting at five and six. Some giving, stakes here. Yeah, don't know how much Akron has to play for because they don't have shit to play for. All right. Looking at the Conference USA Championship, North Texas versus UTSA. I think this has a chance to be a very good game, but I ultimately think UTSA will probably win it. Also on Friday, we have the Pac-12 Championship between Utah and USC in gorgeous Las Vegas. Congratulations to those two teams for being in Vegas. Mm-hmm. USC winning in. Yep. All right. Starting on Saturday, Kansas State versus TCU in the Big 12 Championship. Connor's redemption game. <laughs> now, Connor has an interesting predicament he's in right now. Yeah, because I do have Kansas State to win the Big 12 sitting at, I think it was plus 1,600. Pretty big bet, or pretty big win if that could cash. And I did take the hedge with TCU minus two. And we'll get. I have a pick on every single game. Not a lot. I'm not. I'm gonna try to keep my hedges out of it. But I do have a lot of hedges when it comes to these. Yeah, so the minus two is the only the minus one could kill. Well, now it's up to two and a half. So I'm glad I grabbed that too. But uh, should be a good game. Uh, Next one in the MAC championship, we do have Toledo versus Ohio. Another hedge for Connor. Yeah, another hedge. well, you, have, you you picked Toledo, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, Toledo was my bet at the beginning of the season. Grabbed Ohio, hedge, but I do have a pick. We'll, we'll, we'll save it. We'll Thursday. save it for Thursday. But I do have another pick in that game. Uh, in the Sun Belt, we have Coastal versus Troy. I do wish that Coastal did have McCall playing in this game. Would make this a hell of a lot better game. But Troy is a very solid team. This should still be a very good game. In the SEC, we have LSU limping in versus Georgia, who destroyed Georgia Tech. Sorry, Georgia Tech. You were up 7 nothing. Yeah. Yeah, people everywhere. Stop the count. Stop the count. All right. In the American, we have UCF versus Tulane, a rematch of 
what was it like two, a couple weeks ago I think. two three weeks yeah. ago Might yeah. two weeks ago yeah yeah and that line's completely flipped to, from what it was last time uh in the mountain west we have fresno versus boise state should still be a great game in the mountain west another connor hedge still uh, forgot fresno was still playing football yeah it was good yeah and then in the Big Twelve or Big Ten, we have Purdue versus Michigan. That is a big number that they are. Laying. What is that? I know. I think it's up to sixteen and a half. Basically, like the same as the SEC line. So, should still be a pretty good conference championship week to end this season. And then, obviously, everybody's eyes are going to be on Sunday, depending on what happens. Yeah, I forget it's so like it's such a quick turnaround too to announce. Who's actually going to make it to the playoff? I, we could have some interest. It could be interesting, but I mean, if a lot of certain things play out, it's going to be one of those where you don't even really pay attention to. I think, but yeah, we'll find and, out a lot more tonight, Connor. Before we get out of here, do you want to run down a little bit of the college or the coaching carousel that's going on right now? Yeah, I mean, while some teams are still trying to get into the playoff, I mean, there's a lot of teams out there that are in full off-season mode. We've seen some coaching changes. And, my God, it's been kind of crazy. Obviously, the first one was uh, Nebraska announcing Matt Rule as their coach. Literally right after kickoff of that Iowa-Nebraska game. I, obviously, I think that was strategic to not let that news get out before the game. Because then you don't know how Nebraska's gonna, how the players are going to play knowing that Mickey Joseph's done as the head coach there. But... Yeah, I think this is a solid, solid get for Nebraska. I mean, he's won everywhere he has. He won at Temple, he won at Baylor, and I think Baylor— didn't really win at the Panthers, but— Well, in college, and yes. NFL is much different base. I think a lot of people, when they're thinking about this being a great hire, are obviously looking past that. And I do think Baylor and Nebraska are two very similar programs when it comes to, like, style. Yeah, but I think the one thing that benefited him at— Baylor is being in Texas. Yes. Like we've said, Nebraska, a little bit harder to get people to come to Lincoln, Nebraska. But also with this move, I think this is a show that Nebraska is ready to get into the NIL game more than they already are and just get behind this guy. Obviously, give him some time. Don't expect results year one. Because obviously, first year at Baylor, eleven and one. Let him get his guys in there, get transfers in there, and I think Matt Rule can be a very, very good hire for Nebraska. Yeah, I mean, he can't do much worse than Scott Frost. So, then probably the most shocking coaching hire that I didn't even know of, didn't even think, like we didn't hear his name a lot, but. Luke Fickle to Wisconsin. I mean, I thought plain and simple it was just going to be Jim Leonard. This seemed like th- that seemed like the way that they played the firing and in, in like interim with Jim Leonard. Like it seemed like this was the perfect path. I just think that maybe the success wasn't there. Which I don't know how much success you're expecting from him in an interim role like that, but. Luke Fickle to Wisconsin. I love this hire. I hate it at the same time as being somebody that does want 
Cincinnati to be good, and obviously next year making the move to the Big 12, I didn't think that he'd end up leaving. The only school I thought he would leave for would be Ohio State. If for some reason that, like, Ryan Day went to Or last year to Notre Dame. Yeah, something like that. I did not expect Wisconsin. I'm honestly good for Wisconsin. Yeah, I think think that I love this move for Wisconsin because, like, we talk about, like, we've talked about it with Michigan, like, the wanting to hire the Michigan man. Wisconsin was kind of in that same realm that they wanted somebody who's going to, just recruit the shit out of Wisconsin. Develop, develop, develop. I think this is a move to like the future. Like, like it's weird to say to the future, but you were it, you were a team that was trying to make it work using past logic. I think this move makes you brings you to the future. Trying to take on the next. Trying to make the next. Journey. Like, try, yeah, exactly. Like seeing how things are breaking up in the Big Ten. Like, you need, like, Wisconsin has the chance to either fall back with, like, the move of USC and UCLA getting rid of divisions. You don't have the cakewalk through the Big Ten West like you used to, or you're not going to have that anymore. So this is a move. This is such a power move, in my opinion. Like, and it kind of follows the same trend that they want of developing players because you're not going to get, you're going to get one five-star, couple four-stars sprinkled in there. But in, with Wisconsin, it's a lot about development. And there's been no coach in college football that has been better at development than Luke Fickle. He sent nine players to the NFL draft from the University of Cincinnati. And the recruiting rankings for those players shows how great that development is. And with the amount of mo- like. It kills me for Cincinnati because you are making the move to the Big 12. You're going to start getting the money. But at the same time, that money that he's get or that they're going to be able to work with in Wisconsin damn near might be double what Cincinnati yeah. is able to work with. 100%. Yeah. Awesome hire for Wisconsin and like you kind of alluded to, I I've always said it. It's been my what how I would be an AD is just hire the best goddamn guy for the job and you went out and did it. Yeah, because to be honest and, with you, and, like I did, I didn't think this was possible. No, I didn't think you could get him. Mm-mm. No, and I'm glad a lot of teams are doing that. You don't have to hire a guy from that's been there before or isn't that's his alma mater. Like hire the best person for the job. Yeah, that should exactly. be where it is anywhere in the world, whether it's at where we work or in Major League Baseball. Like, yeah, this was by far the news that baffled me the absolute most. This this was a crazy move by Wisconsin. Obviously, my heart goes out to all my Cincinnati friends, but I think and, I think there's still a good chance that they could get a very good hire. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna get Urban Meyer, like you said. I, but I do think somebody like Tom Herman's still on the table, or the, I mean, it's gonna yeah, be a big Tom. Name. Tom was, is from Ohio. I know he ended up moving to California, but. I mean, he has ties, literally was an offensive coordinator for Ohio State. He's got roots in Texas. Like, that's the kind of things that you want. Like, Luke or Luke Fickle. I wish he'd come back. Uh, yeah, Tom Herman's up there. Uh, I even would love a move for Chadwell. But obviously, the one name that I have seen the most... It scares the ever-living shit out of me being an Ohio State guy is Brian Hartline. 
But also, I think that's a big jump to go from wide receivers coach to yeah. head coach. But I think there's um, there is a lot of possibilities for them because this, while I understand like Cincinnati is just making the move now to the Power Five, they're still up there. I honestly think the Cincinnati job is better than the Colorado job with the limitations with the uh, academics. I think it's a better job than Stanford. I think it's a better job Georgia Tech. There's still academic things there. Yeah, that's a tough school to get into. Yeah, as well. but I think I think you guys are pretty much up there, and obviously with the move to the Big Twelve, like there's going to be more money that is coming in. So I sit and wait, Cincinnati. I'm pretty sure you guys are going to get a good guy. Now with the last hire that I would like to talk about, we were completely wrong, but. I feel, think everybody was wrong. We both assumed Lane Kiffin to Auburn, but in a kind of stunning move, Hugh Freeze to Auburn. I, I've been trying to like think about what to say with this hire, and I only see two potential outcomes. One, this works. And Hugh Freeze has changed. Or two, this ends in a fiery crash. Like, I, no, no offense, but n- there has been nothing but problems that have fo- followed Hugh Freeze around. Obviously, we all know the scenario that happened at Ole Miss with the hookers and shit like that. But there were some things that happened at Liberty that kind of weird especially with him DMing students and even like in the clause of this contract he has no control over his Twitter Auburn has control over his Twitter. that is actually in the contract yeah oh maybe that's a good thing for him then. it's a good thing for them but I don't think this was a higher by the school or the AD. This was strictly a booster hire. Because Cohen, the new AD, was the former Mississippi State coach. Or coach, AD. I'm sorry, AD. He was there at the same time as Fu- Freeze was at Ole Miss. And Mississippi State was doing some things to try to get dirt on Ole Miss and Hugh Freeze. To get some violations on them and get him like potentially kicked out of them. That man just hired somebody that he tried to dig dirt up. Probably knows where some bodies are hidden. He just hired him? Yeah. That's such so weird. Yeah, especially just after taking the job too. He's not even been on the job for more than a month. But at the end of the day. Yeah, Hugh Fierce comes with a lot of baggage. He knows how to win football games in the SEC. Yeah, this is, I think this was a move that was strictly on the fact that he has beaten Alabama. Yeah. That's literally what it is. And in my opinion, I think Auburn's throwing out all, like, all morals out the door with this hire. I'm just going to say something that guy that I really have a lot of respect for, Brandon Walker from... 
Barstool. Auburn, he tweeted this out. Auburn Booster spent last se- last offseason fabricating an affair to hire their head coach on moral high ground and then promptly hired a coach busted for hookers. It just means more. Yeah. It's a tough look, but at the end of the day, like... I think there there is a chance for success, but at the same time, like, we're all waiting for the time bomb to go off. Yeah. You might want to get try to get it in while you can, but guess what? He's a good coach. That's what that's what He's they want. Been, they want to win. I mean, at the same... Like, it, with everything that I've said, he has been successful. He made Liberty fucking relevant. He sent a quarterback from Liberty that was... On Auburn's staff that they couldn't figure out what to do with him and sent him to the pros. He he finds a way. And I think, like, with the Auburn money, the Auburn boosters obviously probably being behind this hire, I think there's, there's a chance that, like, Auburn's going to be one of the biggest teams in the portal this season or this offseason. So yeah, or you, this could be the same time next year, and we're like, "Yep, called it." Yep, saw it <laughs> he coming. did something stupid. Yep, <laughs> he's gone. Yep, yeah. I mean, the range of outcomes with this hire is like from one end of the spectrum to the complete opposite, and then the rest end. is nothing. Yeah, because yeah. there, there, it's like there is no middle There's ground. No gray area here. No, it's one extreme or the other, which is kind of fun. It's, it's it's Auburn football. Yeah, hundred percent Auburn football. As long as I've fucking known Auburn football, yeah, you're... anything to compete with Alabama. It. Like, who was the guy before Malzahn? I can't remember. His Chiswick. Name. Was it Chiswick? Was he before? He was before, Gene right? Chiswick. Yeah, it's like he wins an with Cam title, Newton. Doesn't last long. Gets fired, and then they go to wins wins the Natty. Doesn't stick around long. Gets fired, and then. Did Malzahn took him to the title with Nick Marshall, right? Yes. And then mm-hmm. two years later, fired. Yep. And then they hired I forget who was in between. Was it wasn't was it him to Harson? No, it was him to Harson. Harson, and then Harson gets all the shit. Then Auburn's boosters are trying to fabricate the story of the affair and just to get him fired. And then Hookers. Fuck, man. Yeah. That's I mean, hell, that's Auburn football, baby. Boosters War Eagle. Boosters could be the biggest reward. Yet, the biggest downfall in college football. If you let your boosters control a program like this, I ju- it just always ends badly. It just it does. just Connor, it just means more. It just means more. I can't wait till we figure out where Hugh Freeze's, which uh, account is Hugh Freeze's burner. Oh, God. Yeah. You know he's going to have a fucking burner. It's just, it's just gonna be it's gonna be like H freeze or just like not eight seven six four three two one yeah or like not Hugh Freeze because that dude does name search himself on Twitter like there are like okay. even on cover three they were talking about I'm pretty sure Danny said he's gotten a DM from Fickle or from Fickle God damn it Freeze Tom Fernelli got one are you serious yeah Brandon Walker's gotten them. I'm pretty sure Casey okay. on Unnecessary Roughness has gotten a DM from him. I don't blame him. <laughs> well, yeah, but, uh, but yeah. Look, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm going to come out here and support the guy with his hookers and all this shit. I'm just going to be interested to see how this fucking goes. But, man, some of the times I just 
like I get where you're at. You're a head football coach at a prestigious university like your old miss. You can't be doing things like that. But to me, it's kind of funny. Like it just I mean he was and like like fuck those people. Like it did, if people are saying mean things about me, I think I would probably do the same thing. He'd be like, well, screw you, man. It's like it's like when we're at work and you see your name written on a written on a pallet. You're like, yep. no, screw you, man. <laughs> That's not what happened. Yeah, or your best friend says the bang writes the Bengals suck. Oh yeah, I do that. Oh yeah, no. Yours is so fucking old that it says Bengals sucks, Redskins are good or something like that. But it literally says Redskins. Yeah, so that that was probably right when I Pretty came back years. to work there. Jesus Christ. So. Yeah. All right, we ramble Co- on enough. Cody constantly taking stabs at me every opportunity they can. Granted, our football our NFL teams are looking pretty good, buddy. We are. There's some I always look forward to. Could you imagine the Bengals were two and eight right now? Let's not think about that because somebody's still like on the fence about this fucking Ohio State team. True. All right, picks coming out Thursday. We're gonna get out of here. Conference championship this weekend. Get ready. All right, we're out of here. Peace. <laughs>